The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Ain't nobody designed a product like that product designer Johnny I, let me tell you. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and high-tech cat tracking systems. <laughs> we are all about the cat I'm tracking tech here. I'm all about the cat here. tracking. I am indeed. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we discuss the tech headlines of the past few days, and Pedro unboxes some lightning headphones. He mentioned he bought these a couple of episodes ago, and yeah, here they are. I still don't know who I am. I know. Don't this is, is going to be a momentous occasion, it really man. Is. And you're going to really record is. It for posterity. For posterity, yes, indeed. All right, uh, so so uh, we will get to that. But first, uh, do you have anything to rant about for the news? I have nothing to rant about except that it's uh, Independence Day here in the United States. I'm going to be eating really bad food. So, yes, yeah, all your you know, nitrates and your processed meats. All and that my stuff, processed but... meats and nitrates, and then we're going to take a few weeks off because we need to recover. Yes, yes. Uh, so this is the announcement of the Pop Tech yes. Jam summer break. Yes, um, summer break. No one really listens to us during these during July. I mean, well, they're off on vacation. They're doing their thing. Then they come back in September, and we always like that. But you know what? We're going to be around later in the summer. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're just worry. taking a little uh, hiatus. Hiatus. Yes, indeed. All right, but uh, well, let's roll into some news here. Sure well, we still have some because it's also very quiet for the tech companies, except for a few little yeah. tidbits here and there. And one very big tidbit. Yes, yes. Big news from Apple. Apple, yes. Last week, its longtime product designer, Johnny Ive, announced he was leaving the company after 30 years to go open his own studio. I believe that was the, it's either more time with family or I'm going to open my own business. Yes. This was, he was going to do his own thing. Now, over the years, I've designed some of the most iconic Apple products ever created. Remember the original model-smashing 1998 Bondi Blue iMac that yes. kind of changed the way we thought about how computers should look? Yes, indeed. I think that was actually may have been one of his most significant creations. It's iconic. It is like you, you can't. You can't get away from that. Yeah, it looks a little dated now. Of course. But that was a pivot point in the tech industry when we got away from the beige boxes or, you know, the more progressive black boxes and... It was a curvy little computer with bright candy colors. Yes, indeed. And it, there, the, it was the thought process behind the design that really impressed me. It wasn't like they just slapped some color on something. There was a design aesthetic throughout the entire line. Yes. I mean, that was impressive to me. And the only thing I, I would fault on that one is the round mouse, which I found. Right, yeah. Not particularly user-friendly. but Or but overall, ergonomic. Yeah, and, and you know, it did go over the overall design aesthetic, mm-hmm. but from a usability standpoint, maybe not so not much. Not so much, yes. Uh, so he did that one. Um, we cannot forget the classic white iPod of 2001, right. the click right. wheel marble with the little gray screen. Still a thing of beauty. Yes. Uh, oh, that and he did that uh, little doodad from uh, 2007, which called the iPhone. Yes, the iPhone. Yes, he did that I've one. I've heard of that, yes. Kind of changed the way that we think about our phones from the, the uh, skinny candy bar and the flip phone mm-hmm. to the sleek little glass. Slate, little little mini slate. Yes. So, so definitely has made so many contributions to the field of product design. I'm going to say something very bold right now. This is the end of Apple as we know it. They've become an operations company. They are not about design. They are not about product. They are about maintaining the bottom line. Contents and services. Contents and services. They are not innovating. I have been saying it for years. This puts the nail in the coffin. You get rid of someone like Johnny Ive, who is all about design, who actually made the company, obviously, with 
Steve Jobs had yeah, a little yeah, bit to yeah. do they, with it. Yeah, they, yeah, they were a dynamic duo. But consider the timing. He got, with, he, he got there in 1992, just when Jobs came back. And like you just listed, all the stuff that came in succession and the influence and the connection he had with Steve Jobs, he obviously didn't have it with Tim Cook. And it's a different company now. It is yeah. not Apple. As we know it. Yeah, they're not wowing your socks off at the big Absolutely media events. Not. And yeah, they have nice stuff and and, and they're making we use it a bucket load of money. Yeah. But they're not innovating. Yeah. So uh so as as you sort of implied there, um, as with any big public breakup or divorce, mm-hmm. the rumors start to say, why'd he leave? Why'd he leave? And uh it was, you know, he was apparently discontented by Tim Cook's focus there on you go. Uh, the operational side of things. Um, I don't think he also uh, was not too thrilled with the way the Apple Watch uh, was uh, pushed out in the retail market. He wanted it. I wanted it to be seen more as a fashion accessory. And uh, Cook was more like, well, it's sort of an extension of the iPhone. They kind of compromise her halfway with the fashion bands and the big fancy designer models. But it really wasn't in either category, which I think sort of slowed the the traction and the uh, rise so. of the product. Sure did. So there was probably a number of things, but, you know, he, 30 years is a long time to be anywhere. Very long so, time. But uh, as you will note, he is the uh, second high-profile Apple exec to depart this year as the company's VP of retail, Angela Arantz, uh, moved on in April. So mm-hmm. Ivan Arantz both out. Definitely not the Apple that nope. we uh, recall. Definitely not. Like I said, they're going to make a, a cubic buttload of cash. Oh, yeah, they will. Um, yeah, they're going to crank it up. They'll, they'll keep moving. Although one, one area where it's not uh, the, the cubic buttload is, mm. is perhaps more petite than we yes. thought. The uh, Apple Plus News Service or Apple News Plus, I forget what they call oh, it. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The thing where they bought Texture and then they were trying to get publishers to come in and be the Netflix newsstand kind of thing. Remember right, that whole? Right, right, right. Yeah. Magazine publishers aren't really uh, too excited by what they've seen so far in uh, terms of revenue for their content. Interesting. According to uh, the Business Insider side, publishers have complained that the revenue they've gotten so far is one twentieth to o of what Apple uh, originally promised them, I guess, in the pitch to come on board. Wow. Others said the royalties were on par with or even lower than what they got with the old Texture app before Apple mm. bought it and shined it up and made it be Apple News Plus. Yes, indeed. So so a little, uh, I would say, disgruntlement there. The uh, magazine executives are reportedly not pleased with the, the layouts because the layouts are still very print-centric and mm-hmm. don't really adapt that well to the mobile browsing experience, and they want easier ways to convert their magazine layouts to the app's content so that they don't have to do a lot of work. It'll sort of be more automated, but it will work better on phones and tablets than just having the static page. I thought that was what the whole idea was. I think that was part of it, but I think they want a little bit more than just a big giant PDF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I'm saying in terms of the Apple announcement, I thought that the whole idea was... This was this brand new, shiny yeah. way of reading your magazines. You mentioned it the first time around that it's essentially just a PDF. Yeah, and maybe you want some kind of interactivity in there, I or like links that work yeah, or something. Of course, but, of course. But, but, but not, not so happy there. Um, and hey, but I'm, you know what? They're still selling a $1,000 stand. That's true, for, for, the, for the monitor. For the yeah. monitor. So, hey, they're the, covered. They'll make it up. In, I'm sure in, those are flying off the shelves right yes, now. Yes, they, they will make it up in spendy monitor uh-huh. stands. So, so Business Insider has a story, and we'll link to their their thing on the, the Apple News Plus here. But they had quoted one magazine executive uh, saying, I don't think they're putting their full effort behind Apple News Plus. Really? So it's a, 
you know, it's that sort of like the, the school report you got yeah. where you, yeah. you're not showing your maximum your full, effort. Full potential. Yeah, yeah. I used to hate that. Yeah. I got that all the time. I'm yes. sure you're shocked. Yes. But look at you now. <laughs> look at me now. You're potentially in all over the I'm place. Pre- <laughs> drinking my Dollar Coke and podcast. Yes, I noticed you. You came in with the... Oh, uh, uh, Dollar Coke. Until they take that away, I'm all in. Yeah, that, that McDonald's mm-hmm. in Times Square sees yes, you coming indeed. and gets the big cup out oh, and over the Coke machine. Yes, they yeah. do know. I went with a medium this time, if you notice. It's a little bit smaller. Oh, yes. It's that's... not the barrel. It's now a bucket. Uh-huh. I went with the bucket instead of the barrel. So this is Diet basically Coke. your espresso shot <laughs> cup. Of, that's my of... espresso shot. Yes, it does. Yes. Will you enjoy that, sir? By the way, I'm not going to cry for Johnny Ives. You're not? Is it Johnny Ive or Johnny I Ives? I believe it's Ive. I'm going to call him Johnny Ives. Yes. Yeah, so well, you know, that sounds more gangster. I think J.I. got like walked out with a bunch of cash. I think he, I yeah. he might have had some company stock. He had company stock, but also he pulled what I call a Rosado, which is he leaves the big company and he signs him up as a client right after that. So, All right. So, hello. Yeah. yeah. Nice move. Mm-hmm. That's called a Rosado from now on. All right. Yeah. We will add, enter that into the lexicon. Thank you. Thank you. Also, uh, we should probably remind people that this is in the lexicon Bixby, mm. Samsung's AI helper. Yeah, exactly. I forgot about Bixby. Yeah. Uh, Bixby kind of got a lot of press and then didn't do very well. And then well, because it wasn't then... really there at yeah. first. Yeah, well, well, they're trying to, to change that. Samsung's Bixby Marketplace is now open in Korea and the United States. This is an online store uh, that will offer what Samsung calls capsules, not pills, not red pill, blue pill, capsules, which are basically like customizable Amazon Alexa skills for getting the voice-activated Samsung Assistant to work with third-party apps. So, Capsules. Capsules, yeah. So so if you with your Samsung phone and you're like, Bixme, get me a ride to the airport, and then it figures out which ride sharing app you use and, and starts the booking process. That that's how they're envisioning this going. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm all over that. Yeah. So the, do you, we don't know anybody who uses Bixby, do we? I have we? no idea. If there's anyone out there listening to this, let us know how you like it. Yes, yeah, so if you use Bixby and, and and what is your favorite and least favorite thing about yes, it as please. a AI uh helper? Email us, contact us on our socials. Yes. We will we are listening. Yes. Our DMs are open as they say. Yes. So uh so so that's there with the Samsung. Um Amazon Air, uh, which is its cargo airline service, not the planned drone-based package delivery system that mm-hmm. they've been teasing. Right. Amazon Air is expanding to Alaska where the Uber Mega Everything store plans to cut into the courier turf of UPS and FedEx. Uh-oh. Imagine that. Whoa. Amazon has been slowly building up its own aircraft fleet and is expected to have at least 70 planes by 2021, all in its efforts to give Amazon Prime customers one-day shipping times. Now, while Amazon has touted the ability to bring Alaskans their orders more quickly, what is that, like 2% of the market mm-hmm. or something? Anyway, yeah. there's some people in Alaska and they want their stuff, but not not the huge chunking uh, like population that, that they like have. It's not like downtown Manhattan. So Amazon has said, well, we're you know, going to get Alaskans or orders more quickly. Some industry observers note that the air service uh, out of the state's Anchorage airport also gives Amazon a closer base for moving cargo to and from Asia. Hmm. Mm, another big market over there, not yes. to mention lots of factories producing products. Yes, indeed. Yes. So so, so people are watching that one. They're going global. Yes. Uh, speaking of Asia, recent improvements in trade relations between the United States and China have eased up, allowing the Chinese firm Huawei to resume doing business with American companies to some degree. Uh, I guess they, American companies can sell stuff to Huawei. I don't know where the 5G wireless thing mm. is, and there was still some suspicion of 
Chinese government integration with Huawei products, uh, which has not really been proven, but it's a roller coaster. But uh, but Google has been given the okay to start licensing its Android operating system to Huawei again, and other chip companies uh, can also sell their mm-hmm. their semiconductors and whatnot uh, to the company. However, Huawei is still not allowed to sell its phones in the United States, uh, at least while there are still some tariffs in place. So a little bit of the easing, at least they won't be deprived of Android. Fascinating. Also fascinating, uh, The New Yorker magazine, not really known for its regular hard-hitting tech coverage, more of a big thought magazine kind of thing. And cartoons. Yes, and they're Ross Chass, gotta love her. But The New Yorker does have an interesting piece uh, in a recent issue about the trend of using GoFundMe campaigns to pay for catastrophic medical costs because look at the state of insurance in this country. Oh, yeah. The article notes that crowdfunding isn't new. Just look at uh, Bake Sales, Salvation Army Bell Ringers, other group projects designed to make money. But the story explores the art of storytelling and how that plays into the most successful online campaigns. Describing the background and people uh, involved in whatever medical thing they need you know, I would say it triggers the empathy gene on a lot of people and can lead to bigger donations if people have a really compelling story and and sad cases about, oh, you know, my kids and we need this money. We don't yes, have any money. Indeed. So, so it sort of goes through that. But then as you are expecting, it turns to the fraudsters who have also mm-hmm. uh, used GoFundMe to raise a lot of money for non-existent problems. And so as compelling as that storytelling can be, Definitely. Sometimes it's nonsense. Yes, sometimes it's pure fiction. So uh, if you are uh, intending to fund a GoFundMe, and some, some GoFundMe campaigns are legit. really legit. Course, yes, yeah. you see them and they're backed by organizations. But beware of the completely dramatic illness that seems to keep, you know, pop. Oh, we need this much money. We need right. this for nothing. Yeah, so, right. you know, the ones that kind of are, yeah, because they have found fraudulent campaigns and their GoFundMe says it's not very many, but the New Yorker story is is quite interesting. It's as with the New Yorker story, very well researched, very uh, multi-layered in how it approaches it. And the, one of the things that came away is like a lot of people who use GoFundMe assume that the site has fact-checked all of the people asking money. Oh, heck no. It's like, no, they don't. They do oh, not oh. vet these people. Anybody Absolutely can put not. up a campaign. Absolutely. So, so let that be your takeaway. That's right. Now, uh, do you remember the great Equifax data breach of 2017? I cannot forget it. Where millions of people had their personal information hacked from the credit agency's servers, uh, probably like all of us. Yes, indeed. Another Equifax employee has been sentenced to federal prison after selling off a bunch of stock before news of the hack became widely public. Oopsie. Uh, we, we've had one other guy that did that, but Jun Ying, the former chief information officer of Equifax U.S. Information Solutions, has been sentenced to federal prison for insider trading, also been ordered to pay restitution of around $117,000, and uh, also fined $55,000, I guess, for doing it in the first place. Wow. As the Department of Justice describes it, on Friday, August 25th, 2017, Ying texted a co-worker that the breach they were working on, quote, sounds bad. <laughs> we may be the one breached, end quote. Oh, boy. So we've got some some text evidence. The following Monday... Ying conducted web searches on the impact of Experian's uh, 2015 data breach and and how that affected its stock price because that was a similar credit reporting agency. Later that morning, Ying exercised all of his stock (laughs) options, resulting in him receiving 6,815 shares of stock, which he then sold. He uh, received proceeds of over $950,000 and realized a gain of $480,000, thereby avoiding a loss of over $117,000, which, you know, when the, the stock got hit. Uh, and then uh, on September 7th, Equifax publicly announced the data breach, which is when the stock tanked. So he did all of this the week before. 
Wow. Yeah, and I guess, that's a criminal mastermind right there. Yeah, they they uh, they, they dug up those texts and and there he went. Uh, I guess justice has been served. Justice uh, and has that. Been served, um, yeah. Now moving on to Facebook. Yes. Facebook is still trying not to fatally bungle up democracy. <laughs> um, trying is the operative. Trying. Word, yes. uh, they recently announced the results of the independent civil rights audit that they hired someone <laughs> to come in and do yeah. for them. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to giggle, but yes, yes. Uh, now uh, it's a giggle of desperation. Yeah, of course. It? Now, in addition to saying uh, that it was going to ban posts from people who intend to bring weapons to events to intimidate others, and also clamping down on advertising that discriminates, uh, Facebook's press release also had these little nuggets buried within the text. Oh, we got nuggets. Yeah, we got nuggets. Uh, And this is, we're going to quote here, quote, We now ban praise, support, and representation of white nationalism and white separatism. Today's report recommends we go further to include content that supports white nationalist ideology even if the terms white nationalism and white separatism aren't explicitly used. We're addressing this by identifying hate slogans and symbols connected to white nationalism and white separatism to better enforce our policies. Research there, I guess. Oh, that's nice of them. Yes, uh, another nugget. Nuggets! Uh, Not the chicken kind. Not the chicken Uh, kind. Quote, with both the U.S. Census and the U.S. presidential elections, 2020 will be a big year. An accurate census count is crucial to governments for functions like distributing federal funds and to businesses and researchers. That's why we're going to treat next year's census like an election, with people, policies, and technology in place to protect against census interference. Oh, interesting. Now, census is kind of a, well, it used to be a door-to-door thing, and now it's a mail order thing. So I'm curious to see. Maybe they're going to combat disinformation here. Let's hope. Uh, Facebook goes on to say, we're building a team dedicated to the census efforts and introducing a new policy in the fall that protects against misinformation related to the census. We'll enforce it using artificial intelligence. We'll also partner with nonpartisan groups to help promote proactive participation ah, in the census. Very nice. Proactive. Yes. Proactive. Participation in there the census. Go. There yes. we go. Yeah, I remember getting a little booklet in the mail. And, I do. Know, do my thing here. Yeah. They can't ask certain questions this year. Yes, but, that, no. that has been... Uh, Determined by yes. SCOTUS. But also, isn't there, wasn't there just a news thing where there's some sort of Facebook group... With like 10,000 Border Patrol agents who are like completely racist and posting like really heinous things. I believe they're, I think they're also finding groups like that in police departments and whatnot. Yeah, and and threatening like congresswomen. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good. Nice job there, Facebook. Yeah, no, kind of amazing. Maybe Facebook should just shut down yeah, until 2021. Yeah, and just really just close the doors for a little while. Take a hiatus. Yeah. You a know, very hiatus. Let people sort of get back to yeah. nature, as it were. Yeah, they need an atus. Yeah. <laughs> they need an atus. <laughs> they do. Yes. I don't know. Low, high, doesn't matter. They yeah. just need an atus. Yes. Your low atus. Yes. Um, and finally. <laughs> and finally. If you're a cat owner and flinch every time your tiny tiger gifts you with a dead bird or rodent, take comfort that big tech is working on this problem. Oh, really? Thank you. Yes. Amazon employee Ben Ham used two of the company's machine learning tools to build a system that locked the cat flap on the door for 15 minutes when the system saw that a kitty had brought home a kill. Mm. Uh, To create the system, Ham used deep lens, a video camera specifically designed to be used in its machine learning experiments, and also SageMaker, a service that allows customers to either buy third-party algorithms or to build their own and then train and tune them with their own data. So then Mr. Ham gets 23,000 photos uh, into the database that were used to train the software to recognize the cat and if it had a body in its mouth, uh, so to speak. So to speak. Yes. uh, This is not the first time AI has been used in conjunction with cat flap access, though. 
As a Microsoft's uh, employees have also tried to use facial recognition software to only let in certain cats through the door, but lock the door uh, for other unknown animals or dogs oh. trying to wedge into the cat flaps. Like I, a, I did not know of this whole cat flap division like of a research. trash panda or something like that? Yeah, yeah. If trash yeah. panda tries to come in and, yeah. and get your trash. Yeah. Um, so, so this is very exciting news uh, for the future of <laughs> really? uh, cat behavior modification. Yes, and, yes, of course. And cat flap door access. fast-acting cat modification. Yeah, yeah just imagine loading 23,000 photos of cats and, you know, of the cat, like, mm-hmm. with a bird, with a mouse, with nothing, going in, going out. With a human. Yes. <laughs> you know, coming home with, you know, with who knows what. Parts. Wow, my imagination is just going crazy right yes. now. You know, cats are really like little killing machines. They just are. non-stop. Killing machines. Yes. So and and they live up to their nature. They do so, so this will be interesting to see if this ever ever becomes a commercial product. I of love the guy's dedication. You know it will. There's going to be a GoFundMe in any minute now. Yes. And and he went. He he worked quite, quite a bit on this. So mm-hmm. um, sweat equity. You know, it's impressive. Yeah. And I'm sure it was a learning experience of along course. the way. And and I don't know if it can get the cat to change his behavior because it's a cat and it's they cat. do what they want. But uh, if he's hater. locked out, he's you know, hater. maybe he. Well, if if the cat comes in, you know, and he's got like a robin or something in his mouth, and the it's door won't open, right? you know, she's and, sharing or she's yeah, sharing. And, and cats cats do this because they are bringing gifts to their owners. That's, like, here's my kill. Idea. Like, my mother had a cat, and she would come, and there'd be like this whole line of like mice on the, the yeah, steps because exactly. the cat had brought her tribute. That's it's still horrifying, but yes. still, you know. But th- but that's the way the cat brain. That's the way thinks. the cat brain so, works. So I don't know if, if it can't get in with a locked door, if it just goes off and gives its gift to someone else. But see, or... my cat used to just think of ways to kill me, mm-hmm. but it was too lazy to actually do it. You just saw him thinking about just it. Just saw him thinking about it. He would give me that stare, you know, mm-hmm. and you know what's going on in the back of the brain there. It was like the Marlon Brando Godfather yeah. stare. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like I could go right for his neck, just tear mm-hmm. that right out. Yeah, but he feeds me. Yeah, that's the only thing. That's the only reason that. I'm not dead right now. Uh-huh. By cat. All right. So, so you know. Give, give them what they want. That's I'll right. let you live. That's right. All right. Well, um, on that note. On uh, that note. This uh, has been the end of the news segment for anyone out there who would like to know more about the things we talked about, including this exciting cat flap technology. Yes. You can find all the links at. PopTechJam.com. Up next, we are going to have a paradigm shift from El Kaiser, who is going to unbox his lightning-tipped earphones here. Yes. J.D. Pedro. You know, I've said this a couple of times. I'm having a crisis. Yes, an identity crisis. An identity crisis, exactly. I don't know who I am anymore. The other, a couple of weeks ago, you know, on the show, I talked about my newfound fascination with Bluetooth Uh over-the-ear headphones. I'm actually contemplating buying a pair of Sonys. Ooh. I'm contemplating. Yeah, that that's an unusual brand. For Haven't you. pulled the trigger. Well, yeah. I did my research, and yeah. as I've talked about, I've actually heard they're over-the-ear Bluetooths, and I prefer them slightly mm-hmm. over the Bose. I'm thinking about them. Yes, you were you were still in the research phase. Exactly. But I did something else, which I also let folks know a few weeks ago, is I went ahead and pulled the trigger on some lightning adapter headphones you have diverged from the 3.5 millimeter plug that you know and love so much i don't feel good about it really honestly i thought i would feel better about it but i feel like i'm making progress yes i'm I'm moving on to new forms of connector technology i just feel like i'm cheating that's what i feel like 
3.5 was so good for all and those years. And it still is. It will forever. It yeah. will never die. You know? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I just have to deal with my issue right now. Yes. And the best way to do it is, with your help and your assistance, I'm going to unbox these RHA MA650Is. They are earbuds with a lightning connector. RHA is a Scottish company, if I'm not mistaken. I actually have another pair of their traditional 3.5 millimeter earphones or earbuds, and I actually like them very much. So the company I'm familiar with, I'm unboxing them now, as you Ooh, can yes, hear. Yes, I can hear and, the, you know, the, sorry for the noise. The rustling of the here. paper, yeah, yes. Rustling. Um, cardboard inserts. Yeah, yeah, it comes with a nice little, you know, pouch. You know, yeah. everyone likes pouches, right? Yeah. Anyway, we got a little, hey, I love silica these, gel. silica gel. Remember, don't eat them. Yes. You're not supposed to eat them. I found that out the But save way. them from when you drop your phone in the toilet. Yes. Nice thing is they give you some comply tips, foam tips, which mm. I'm a big fan of. I've talked about them on the show a lot. They really do help with bass yes. when you're dealing with earbuds. And from what I've experienced, they uh, RHA headphones tend to, ooh, different Ooh. Tips in a nice little fancy metal. Yeah, that uh, little metal card full of tips there. Yeah. That looks like a pill container. But. It does indeed, but it's got a little, you know, it's got your your basic documentation. Hello, RHA is an independent audio company based in Glasgow, UK. Ooh. We're a passionate team of designers and engineers dedicated to creating products that transform the way you experience sound. And Glasgow is the hub of design and art in Scotland. Is it really? And they call their subway the Clockwork Orange because it... It's like two rings and it goes around the city. And <laughs> that's the, kind of the, scary. It's just orange, yeah. I diverge with a travel tip, but I love Glasgow. It's just a lovely city. There you city. go. So the design of these is not all that different from what folks will be used to from third-party headphones. Okay. Especially, I especially like the fact that, uh, I'm going to have to tear this. I especially like the fact that they are stainless steel. Ooh. Which means, obviously, they will last longer than your cheap plastic. Uh-huh. But what that means for folks who are considering buying this is that sometimes it puts undue pressure on the connection points of the uh, actual earbuds themselves. So be very careful. What I do with the my other RHA headphones and with other ones that are similar, stainless steel, I will loop it around my ear, mm-hmm. so to put less stress on so the. So less drag connector. weight on the uh, exactly cord drag coming weight. out That's of it. Perfectly said, drag weight. I'm going to have to use that from now on. Oh, here it is. Here Oop, it is. Look at that. Look at that. The it's lightning a lightning connector. connector. Hope Apple keeps it around. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Had that to go. That was just mean. I know. That was just mean. But if you don't break your phone, mean. you're fine. Yeah, exactly. All right. Know. So you were uh, you were connecting the connector into the connection point. Yes, I am connecting it to the connection point. Do you feel connected? I do. I do feel connected. All right. Uh, I'm plugging in. Now, does the stainless steel, you get ear fatigue because there are heavier things in your um, ears? They're, they're not that much heavier. Wow, the seal is really good with these. Mm-hmm. You just like completely disappeared. Since Can't I even hear me it. now. I can do what I, I can definitely hear you now. I can say what I want. You're very, <laughs> you're very far away. But um, they're not any heavier than what you're used to. In fact, I find these right now less heavy than some of the older earbuds that I own. Like I've got some uh, Bauer and Wilkins, but those are super heavy and they're super thick. They sound fantastic. Those are my reference uh, set right now. Um, I'm just going to give you first impressions now, folks. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just trying to deal with the fact that I'm plugging in something without a dongle. Which actually excites me a little bit. Yes. I have to be honest. Less piece of plastic. So are you going to fire up a Taylor Swift album here? <laughs> I'm not 
I am not firing up Taylor Swift. My reference track, which I'm not sure I actually have on this, is Cold Shoulder by Adele. It's one of her older songs. Mm. And yes, I do have it. So let me just play that. Nice. The bass is really there. It's a little flabby. Mid-range is nice. It's like a big string section in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I'm yelling, but... Yes, yeah, so you're in the, in the concert hall. Nice. Not bad. Not bad. I think I can... You I think can you can with live this. with these? What's that? You think you can live with these, eh? I, can, I think I can live with these, yes. Um, now, do you equalize your digital music at all? I don't. I do not. I used to. When I'm using earbuds, I don't want to have to add anything else to drain my phone. Yeah. And plus, the whole point of buying a good set of earbuds or headphones is that they're supposed to sound good. Yeah. If you need to EQ something after buying it, not that good. Honestly, I think I can get used to this because I don't like dongles. But to your point, rumor has it that uh, Apple is going with USB-C. Yeah. So these might be uh, a... a, a swan song. A swan song, a museum piece for me. How, how much did they set you back financially? That's actually the nice thing. They sound really good. $60. Really? Which is pretty, I mean, considering I've spent over $600 on earbuds back in the day, the fact that you can get quality earbuds like this with a specialized connector for under 60 bucks, because they're, on Amazon you can get them for $57 uh-huh. on there. Um, they're brand new. They just came out. They yeah. have a series. The 650 is actually a series of earbuds and they have uh, specifically designed ones for Android and just your normal, you know, without an earbud and all that. Nice thing about these is that you can connect to Siri. It responds to Siri commands, which is something that you can't get with a lot of third party. Yeah. They are, if I'm not mistaken, they are. Yep. They're made for iPhone. They have this. So you've got the seal. microphone on there. So you yes, can uh, indeed. talk yeah. on your phone while you're also. Uh... Yes, indeed. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of pleased. Uh, I was concerned and I still am. I could get used to them. All right. I'm so... going to have to. I really hate dongles. I really hate dongles. Dongles are just there to break on you and break your heart. Yes, they are. Yes, they All right. Are. Well, I'm glad you found something pleasing. Thanks for your help. I really appreciate the support. And yes. everyone listening, because you know this is a really this is a big, big step. You are making step. progress here. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, and people uh, will have a link to where people can buy these if of they want to learn more about them. Absolutely. All right, at well, poptechjam.com. Yes, and with that, I guess we should uh, start getting packed up for our summer vacation here. Barbecue, barbecues. Yeah, a little barbecue. Yes. Are you going to go to a beach? Probably not. I'm not a beach guy. Yeah, I'm not, I, I burst in the flame just in regular sun. <laughs> Pretty much, so. yeah. Last time I was on a beach, I actually gave myself second-degree burns on the bottom of my feet. So Yeah, you don't want to do that again. Yeah, I don't want to do that again. Yeah, plus, uh, yeah, they're kind of crowded yeah, and stuff. Yeah, they are, especially over the holidays. Yeah, so you got summer movies to see. Yes, like indeed. Spider-Man. Got to catch up. Yeah, Spider-Man, that's right. And my daughter actually brought up a very good point. Apparently, it's some sort of meme that's making the rounds. And it makes really sense. It's one of these head-scratchers. If Endgame went five years ahead uh-huh. into the future, and then everyone came back, why is everyone still in high school? Mm, you know, it's all of these, you know, these time travel, yeah, like these loopholes, time travel you know? things. Yes. They're in high school. Mm. That's kind of weird. She yeah. Got a point. Yeah. Yeah. No, you should definitely get her. I, a, uh, yeah. I'm going to have to do some academic analysis. Absolutely. But you know what we need to do? 
We need to thank the bros. We need to thank the bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros if you think it, they will build it. Yes, they will. And thank you, listeners. Uh, we hope yes, everyone will have a lovely, uh, I guess, next two weeks. We'll, we'll be back uh, right. towards the end of July. Yes. Um, but uh, everyone out there, I uh, hope you are having a, a fine season and stay safe. Stay safe. And uh, thank you for downloading and listening to us and putting up with us. <laughs> Our shenanigans. Yes. So uh, so until a few weeks from now, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. I think we need to take a picture of you with these new headphones on. This is a momentous occasion. No, no. Photo evidence. Photo evidence.